0: Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. Today, I have the honor of introducing you to honestly such a beautiful soul. Juliana with Mira Mira Co is an incredible photographer and hybrid videographer. It has been truly a joy watching her go from photographing weddings, creating these jaw-dropping videos that are just... I can't even find the words to describe them. You have to watch them to capture the emotion and the love and the way she shares her stories is just incredibly inspiring. Juliana has her own studio located in Austin, Texas, where she cranks out the most intentional and beautiful branding and content shoots for her clients, as well as hosts empowering events for women and small business owners. When I think of friends in the industry and someone that I just would speak so highly of and that I absolutely want to share about, Juliana is one of those that comes to mind. I am beyond grateful that we have some time to connect and share with you about adding video to add value to your business. Even if you're feeling a little scared about it, don't worry about it. Juliana has tons of education and she's rolling out with some stuff that I'm pushing her to really, really make happen coming up soon. So with without further ado, let's get this party started. Welcome to Keanu Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins big or small by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at keanumarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. All right. All right. I am so, so thankful to see you, Juliana. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited about this podcast. I cannot wait to dive into video. I am so mesmerized by you and your work and your studio and all the incredible creations that you are literally pulling out of thin air to make magic. I'm just so impressed by you. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Let's dive right in. So I like to say Video is king and content is queen. Okay. (laughs) So I would love to just start the conversation and just dive in really deep and chat about the mindset and reasons why we should be offering video in addition to our photos. Oh, a thousand
1: percent. You should be adding video. So the way I like to say is if you were to look at like two pieces of content, one was a still photo with some beautiful captions, and one was the same but it was a storytelling video. Which one are you going to pay attention more to? Like if I showed you both in three seconds, which one is more memorable? And it's most likely going to be majority of people will vote for video video just just evokes an emotion out of people that brings them back to a place or if they weren't there and you're trying to like get them to understand something it's going to do it really really fast and it's going to just pull different parts of your emotions and I feel like a still photo will. still photo is just it's a beautiful photo but there's a lot left to understand like you're like hmm what am I trying to feel from this right like you're trying to figure that out but with a video you're just feeling it you're just in it and you're just like it, it captivates all aspects of you, like your sound, like you can hear it, you can feel it, you can visually see it, like there's movements, there's just so much going on. And so I just feel like video, I mean, we see it happening right now, but video is just where we're heading for content creators and for just in general for getting our information.
0: Yes. I love that. And especially with you focusing on either weddings or brand photography, a lot of times we want to be curators of these moments and these emotions, right? So just like you mentioned, when you're looking at a photo, like the old cliche is every photo is worth a thousand words, right? Like people attach their own thoughts and their own feelings. And they're trying to describe it in their mind where with video, they don't have time to think like they are just ingesting it, right? I mean, that sounds silly, but they're just like, they're seeing it and they're feeling it and they're creating that emotion. That is so awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're in it. They're fully in it, like just in it versus having to like think at all.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So what advice would you give to a photographer? So this is kind of like this is where I'm going with this conversation and I'm so so thankful for your time to share all your knowledge and all your expertise. So I feel like for many of us listeners, we have been in business for a while. Okay? Like we are providing this really awesome experience. We can take really great photos. We have great personalities. We have the confidence. So What type of value can we add not only to our couples, but even a financial like extra revenue stream? Can we add by adding video to our wedding experience?
1: Yes, you can definitely add value by adding video as a wedding photographer. Um, And the ways that you can do that is by... Number one, just making sure it's super clear that you're not a videographer, but you're only creating a highlight reel. You just want to make sure that's a super disclaimer, because if your wedding client is expecting a full videographer or maybe they budgeted and they're like, I want to hire a photographer and a videographer, let them do that because you are not a videographer you're going to be just creating a highlight reel you're just adding a little bit more for something that they might not have already decided to add so what i usually like to do is i ask in a questionnaire and i'm like or or when i talk to them i'm like hey have you guys decided if you're going to hire a videographer and they're like yeah it's not really in our budget or we're really just you know not sure um you know we looked into it it was just not right for us or whatever. Like once you kind of figure that out and you realize they're not going the route of a videographer, that's the great opportunity to be like, have you considered just hiring me to do a highlight reel? And then you put the disclaimer, like I'm definitely going to be your photographer, but I am able to shoot these B-roll video clips. They don't know what B-roll is. Just tell them it's video, show them an example of what you've already done. And then usually it's just an upsell. Like it's an upsell. I want to say, um, Somewhere at like 20 to 25% when you're starting of what you charge as a wedding photographer. Because they're expecting, like usually videographers are the same, if not sometimes more than a photographer in price range. Just it's a lot of work. But if you're starting out your first year, like your first like four or five clients, just charge like 25% or 20%. Again, you're not a videographer, so you can't really charge. You know, the double the price. But I would say like once your highlight reels get really good and you're really comfortable and you're able to just turn that around, you can charge up to 50%. So adding an extra 50% of whatever you charge on top of what you're making would be just an incredible value for you. But also it's just gonna it's they're gonna love it. Like all of my clients that I had that I do these highlight reels were like, I am. Loving that probably more than the photos, just because it brings them into the emotions of the day that they get to hear themselves, they get to see themselves move, they get to see the the tears come out, it's different from the photos.
0: I love that so much. And I feel like that is a great way, especially as we are working on this series about amplifying your weddings is it's not just adding value to your clients. Like you were adding so much just love and emotion and energy and just recapping the day for your clients. But the fact like this is what I'm huge on is creating extra streams of income and building up your revenue for literally doing the same work like like yes adding this video is adding work obviously but you're already shooting that wedding day like you're already there this doesn't have to be a whole new production this doesn't have to be a whole new photo shoot that's not even an entirely different invoice even this can all be done in one swoop and i think that is a beautiful way that you can incorporate both oh my gosh okay so jules what would be your advice for the gear because to me personally. When I think of video, I feel like this paralysis. Like I just get really scared about video. It's a whole different wild beast. There's audio involved. There's different camera settings. Um, I know this can get really, really deep, really fast with tons of information. But if we wanted to just capture some video at our next wedding, what advice would you suggest for our gear?
1: So you, most of your cameras now can shoot both. Um, I would say unless you're like a film photographer or something super, super old school. But I started with the D750, a Nikon D750. And it, it does the switch where like it's a little clip and you can just switch to video. So I trained myself to switch to video whenever I needed to. And I trained all my second shooters to do the same. And so um, you can just start by changing a few simple settings in your camera. So you'll want to make sure that you're shooting at 60 frames per second not at 24. And the reason for that is because you're not, you're going to hand this whole camera and you're not going to add anything extra. So no gimbals, no tripods, nothing. You're going to just be shooting a photo. You're going to flip over to shoot a video. And then what you're going to do is just literally hit record, hold. It, it helps if you have a strap. So you want to like, just to kind of hold resistance or just train yourself to hold it against your chest. Stay as still as you can. There's a very basic rule. If the client or the subject is moving, you stay still. If the subject or client is not moving, you move just so there's movement. So that means like if you're shooting a detail, for example, like a shoe, you're going to need to move because if you're just shooting a video and the shoe's not moving, you're not moving, it's just a photo. So, but if the client's moving and you have them do like a pose where you're like, okay, I want you guys to spin, and you take the photo, right? And then you're like, okay, let's do it one more time. Just this time do this, right? You don't have to tell them you're shooting a video. Now you're going to shoot a video. And so you're going to just switch over and make sure it's at 60 frames per second. And it's at neutral profile because you'll just want to add a little bit of that color back in. It's like your way of shooting raw, but with video.
0: Ooh, interesting. See, this is why you are the genius at this adding value and adding video to this because you've already dropped these things. that I'm like, I don't even know what those mean. (laughs) So I need help with that. Oh my gosh. And then, so I love that you mentioned there's really no gear. So... So basically, we can show up to our next wedding and create these little video clips just what we have already in our camera bag. Yes.
1: A thousand percent. You don't... And you honestly, even if you think you need the gear, you don't. Because when you... What you realize is as a photographer, you don't have the time because you're so fast paced. Like you're just... Especially at a wedding, you're just going so quick. You don't have the time to get a gimbal and try to stabilize that. You don't have a time to go and get like a tripod and clip it on and stick it on like you're wasting valuable time. So in order to, and again, you're not a videographer, you're a photographer, you're just creating highlight reels. So you'll just kind of have in your mind frame, a list of clips that you'll need to get throughout the day. And just knowing like I just need these highlighted reels. Um, And then these clips together, will tell a story at the end of this.
0: I love that. And that kind of leads us right into our next question. Like you kind of already answered it, but we can elaborate a little bit more about weddings can be so incredibly overwhelming. Like we are juggling timelines, we are juggling crying flower girls. We are trying hard to make sure that our brides and our grooms and our our happy couples are well taken care of. Like there's just there's so much on our mind as photographers already. The thought of adding video can be extremely overwhelming. So what type of Moments would you say you find that are like little checkpoints throughout the day that would kind of just be like a little checklist um, for us as we are photographing, but then also taking those sneaky video clips? Yeah. So I like to say try to get a solid
1: three of each situation, like three clips, and try to make them slightly different angles if you can. So, like, think of the role like wide close up inside, maybe. So if I were in and, and each stage of the day. So like if I'm coming in, I need, I start with the bride's details. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be like, okay, it's the wedding dress. I'm going to go wide, close up inside real quick. The wedding dress is important. And then maybe like just the set of all of the like shoes and all the jewelry and that's second and that's good. Like, and then maybe, so those are your B-rolls. Those are like essentially your detail shots, the same B-roll details is the same. And then the second stage would be like, okay, now to tell a story, I need to get a clip of like a bridesmaid, maybe like getting ready. And then the, bride. like these little elements, the part where it starts to feel really, really hard would be like, Oh my gosh, I'm shooting a photo and the bride's getting her dress. There's only 10 seconds when am I going to have time to flip over to video? So you prioritize your photography. And then at the end, again, you can always say, hey, would you just go ahead and just do that one more time? But just like kind of like, just make like, just turn a little bit to the left this time. And then now start shooting video. So just guarantee your photos first, secondary your video, because if you miss your video, You've already put it in the disclaimer that you're not a videographer, you're a photographer. So none of these shots are guaranteed. And they'll know that. Like they know you didn't get that one clip. They don't care. They just see the whole video together and they're like, this is amazing.
0: <laughs> they're so, crying. They're not thinking yeah. about those moments that you miss. They're just so grateful for what you captured. So that's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I I already, because I'm such a visual person, I'm already visualizing these moments. And I love that you mentioned too that these are quick, right? So so would you say these video clips that you're capturing are only like three to five seconds for each of these little angles?
1: Yes. So remember I said you have to shoot at 60 frames per second. If you could shoot at 120, that would even be better. So what that means is a 24 frames, which is normally like a cinematic movie, right? We're watching a movie. Right now we're like I think I want to say we're like a 29 because we're live like a television kind of. Um, but like when you're watching a cinematic movie, it's at 24. But when you when you go to 60 and 120, what you're doing is you're basically shooting double the amount of, of photos in between those slides that make a video. So what you do is you slow it down. And when you slow it down, it stabilizes. Everything just you only need like two seconds of that. So if I were to take a Basically to make that simple, if I were to take a four second video and I was a slightly shaky, when I convert that, it's going to be an eight second video. because you double it. And then you're only looking for two seconds of stabilization. That's a good shot in that video, two to three seconds to add to the video. So you're giving yourself space and time to be able to do that. And I would say like, so aim for like four seconds, three seconds, if you can just count it. Be like one, two, three, four. Okay, good. And just try to stay as still as you can. Or if you're moving, you'll train yourself on how to move. I can like show you, but it's like you can't see it right you're now. So <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> like, try to explain that in a podcast. You're
0: yeah. so cute. You're dancing over here. I can see you.
1: I'm like dancing <laughs> right now. I'm like, oh, they can't see you.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is such good information. What is your advice for someone that maybe is nervous to tell someone. So like, cause I'm already thinking right now, I'm like, okay, I want to start adding video to my future weddings and to, and not just behind the scenes video. Like I'm the behind the scenes dancing boomerang queen. Like I love behind the scenes and there's so much power in that. But adding this high quality video is just going to up level the game. It's just going to uplevel so many things. And so I guess my question is after you have your video, okay? Like you've been like kind of playing with it, right? Like at, at what point do you tell your like, do you tell your clients because it's like where is that fine line between Hey, like, I just want to be sneaky about it. And I just want to practice versus like, when would you guess photographers could confidently start actually adding these to their packages? What does that learning curve look like? I mean, we're photographers. We, we are very coachable and we are very moldable, but like this stuff takes practice. So what would you suggest for like a timeline that we can start implementing this?
1: So my first step would be Don't tell your clients, um, just do it behind. Yeah. So practice that will release so much pressure. So like the next wedding you go, just be like, okay, I'm going to start to practice this and see how far you get, because you'll find that in moments of stress, you won't shoot the video and you'll be like, okay, that was good to catch. I wasn't able to shoot that video and I wasn't comfortable. Like you got a first kiss you're going to have to make the choice. Is it going to be a photo or video? This is where your second shooter would come in and you would be like, you got, if you have a third shooter or whatever. I always used to have interns with me for this very reason. I always had an internship program and the intern would come in. I'm like, your job is literally just to back us up for these videos or these photos because one photographer would be taking one angle and then I'd be shooting a video or whatever it is, especially if we had it in the package. But in the beginning, if you're a solo, you're by yourself, just train yourself to start learning how to flip between video and photo. And it's going to be a learning curve because especially depending on your camera and what that functionality looks like to train yourself to flip really fast. Once you're in the habit of that and you've been able to solidify three edited videos, three weddings that you were like solid in creating a, a usable one that you could definitely have in your portfolio video, a highlight reel. Then you're good to start charging. And again, you're gonna start low so that the like the risk isn't very big. So you'll be like at 20% maybe. And for the first like few clients. And then you're just because you're gonna have that sense of pressure, like, oh my gosh, I actually have to deliver this. So start there and then you eventually just get really comfortable and you'll be like, oh man, I could do this. This is easy. And then now once you're at that, like I wanna say like it usually takes me, I think it took me about a year and a half before I was able to charge up to like 50% of what I was charging as a wedding photographer.
0: That's amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay, so once we kind of have the confidence, we start playing around with our cameras, we start capturing all this little video. What are the programs or the systems that you recommend for editing? I feel like this can be, this is a whole other beast, um, but where do you actually play with this video footage?
1: So the one that I use, and I'm, I'm gonna say... It was a huge learning curve. And it's not like the easiest user-friendly is Premiere Pro. So I use Premiere Pro because I had all the Adobe suites. And so I was like, well, I'll teach myself. I use Premiere Pro. But it's like Photoshop. Like you have Lightroom, right? Which is so much easier. And then you have Photoshop. And you're like, why is there a thousand bits? buttons in this Photoshop and a thousand ways to use this. And so actually once I like learned how to use Premiere Pro, I feel like it's actually really simple. There's just like a few steps you need to do and it's really easy. The only reason I use Premiere Pro is because it's in the suite. Final Cut does have like a one, I think it's a one-time price or something, but I heard it's a lot easier. DaVinci, there's also... Also iMovie, which would be totally fine because what you're doing is really simple. It's not super crazy creative. There's a few like little elements of things you'll need your video editing tools to be able to do to make a good video, um, which is things that I kind of like talk about. But I am looking into like other ones because I'm like, Career Pro, even though now it's simple for me, it was a huge learning curve in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Maybe because I didn't have someone teach me and I was teaching myself. So maybe it's easier if someone teaches yeah. you. Yeah, well,
0: it's just like you mentioned, it's Photoshop. It's learning an entirely new language almost.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I wish it was like, Can you just show me the 10 buttons I need, not the thousand buttons I have to filter
0: through? Yes. Oh my goodness. And then what do you use for delivering your video? So once you have a couple edits on them, you kind of slap it together and create this beautiful cinematic experience. How are you actually delivering them to your clients? Okay. So I use Vimeo,
1: but it is an extra cost. I think it's totally worth it because it's shareable. Um, It allows for comments. It allows for downloads. It's a really good cloud system for that. Other than that, if you're going like beginning and you're like, I don't really want to invest in all these extra things. I started with Google Drive, like literally just, or a Dropbox. I would just stick it in there. They can share it with their clients. They can download it. Usually they would download it, put it on their phone and then they would just like, airdrop it or share it or text it to all their friends. I used to also use YouTube. I would just hide it. So I'd been on YouTube and then hide it so that it was a shareable link for their friends. And then it was also another version of like a cloud. So like I had a hidden folder and I had my whole portfolio on there. And that was an easy way to create a playlist, hide the playlist. And then when I was sending that portfolio piece, instead of sending them all these like separate Google Docs or Google Drive links, um, I would just be like, here is a link to my YouTube playlist. And it had all of the... The videos I had created
0: for my portfolio. Amazing. These are so helpful. And I love that you mentioned too, like having the, the hidden YouTube things and the Vimeo, like all these different options is huge. Cause that's another thing where you want to be able to deliver these, but you want to be able to do it so people can actually share it and see it. Right? Yes. And actually I just realized if anybody uses pick time,
1: they have videos on there. So like you can do, I used to do that. So it was like their photos and then on the top, you can upload a video. So I would upload the video. So it was like one-stop shop. Like,
0: ta-da! Here's your photos and your video in one page. It was so oh, nice. that's beautiful. That see, I love that. This is why I love talking to you girls because I'm like I'm always learning so much. I'm taking notes. <laughs> This is awesome. And then what about music? Like I want to chat about music and all these copyright issues and I mean we're really I don't want to say lucky today but things have been changing with with Reels and TikToks where you know you can post something and then it's like already provided for you the music's already there so you don't run into as many copyright issues today if you're using them properly. But what's your advice for finding music and making sure that you're not Just being a pirate online.
1: (laughs) Yes. So you will need to have a licensed music option. Unfortunately, that is a huge one that you don't want to risk. I use a really cheap one. It's called Envato, I think Elements. And it's really inexpensive. It, It provides so much more than music. It provides like video templates and titles and fonts and graphics and photo stocks. And it's like a whole suite of creative things. And then the, but their music is some of my favorite. Like I used to use artless and another one that was super popular and it was just music, but I would just spend hours trying to filter and find like the right song. And within Envato, I can usually just, but what the emotion is, I'm like a uh, wedding romantic, upbeat song. And they would just give me like a thousand songs. And it's usually like the first three. I'm like, yep, that's it. And like, I can hear it really fast. And so what you can do is you can download a few songs, send them to your clients and have them pick. In my opinion... So when you're editing this video, music is, you're going to edit everything to the music. So the music is very key. Like it's going to drive the type of emotion that you want, whether you want it to be upbeat or more romantic or slow down. So you're going to definitely want to get a taste for what the client wants, because if you edit a video to the song and then the client's like, yeah, I love the video, but I hate the song. You're starting from scratch. like You're just going to be like, oh my gosh, I edited that whole thing perfectly synced to the song and now I have to re-edit it. So just get their their taste first. Just be like, hey, here's the three song options that you have. Give them less options and be like, here are the three. These are licensed. You will get clients. I've noticed this. So here's a big tip. You will get clients that will have like, can you do it to our wedding dance song, the Mariah Carey song? And you have to educate them and be like, um, I can do that, but you can't post it anywhere online. And they're going to be like, what? No, I want to post it online and be like, yeah, so it's a copyright issue. You're going to need to, I need to use licensed music. So we can't use like these very popular songs that you're going to want. But They'll probably figure a way around it and post a reel with their song and
0: their Mariah Carey song if they want. But it's not on you. So that's a good part. I love that. And I love how you can be really proactive about that, right? You can explain that so both doesn't become an issue where they're all sad that no, I really wanted this song or this this country song to be the, you know, my but the background to our videos. So I love that tip. That's huge. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I love how you have been kind of just like me, kind of dancing through pivoting, right? So primarily a wedding photographer and now offering brand shoots. I mean, your studio, Jules, is just, it's just amazing. It's goals beyond goals. And so I want to kind of chat about what are some ways as we are adding video to our weddings, adding like video to our toolkits and, and, you know, into our tool belts. What are some ways that we as business owners can utilize video for our own content creation? in our own brand awareness?
1: Um, I I love this. (laughs) It's a great question. Okay, so I feel like we are motivated by our clients, right? So we're going to make these videos and we're like, oh, our clients are going to benefit. But what you're realizing is you're actually teaching yourself a skill that you're absolutely going to benefit from. So now that you know how to make videos, especially good professional videos the next step is like, how do I use these to market myself? So the trick that I had was, again, I always had an internship program. I always had interns with me and that was their job. I was like, your job is literally to take videos and behind the scenes and photos of me to market everything I am doing so that I can focus on my clients. So um, I would definitely have somebody there to shoot video of you in action so that you're able to put together this. And honestly, if you just do that for a year, so I did that for a year, by the end of the year, I would make an incredible trailer for my own business that was on my website. And it was like highlighting like me in like 20 to 30 different weddings. And it was like, cool because you would see the same pose that I would maybe do, or like, it would be like, you know, quick, it was like a speed up song and it would be like, boom, 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 boom. And it would be like 15 different, you know, couples or what, or groomsmen throwing up in the air and you'd see my smile. And it was just like this amazing, like energetic video that I was able to like pretty much sell myself. And people were like, I know exactly what I'm getting if I'm going to work with you. And that was easier than me being like, I don't know, like if I didn't have that, I think it was harder for me to sell myself and convince people. So it's a huge benefit just to have someone else someone trained under you and be like, hey, I really want you to just start shooting video clips. There has to be no objective to it. Just shoot video clips of me in action as I'm going through the day, just so I can create something out of it at the end of the year. Honestly, video is all in editing, less in the filming. So editing is where you're going to create your story, especially in this situation.
0: Wow, I love that cuz I feel like as photographers the story is in creating that first, right? Like almost like kind of like guiding and posing and creating magic, right? Like so it's it's both, right? Photography is capturing things unfold naturally but then also curating and making things happen. But I love how you just mentioned like don't stress about it, just capture it. Just absolutely just capture it unfold. Be almost like a documentary photographer or filmmaker and then create that story and create that emotion and that movement and that life. Oh, I can like see these videos already. <laughs> you actually
1: mentioned something that I absolutely agree. This was a big thing as a photographer. I think you're more busy. Like I think we have a harder job because we are organizers. We're creating, we're having, like, if you notice at a wedding, you have a videographer and a photographer, the videographer's chilling in the background. He's like, yeah, yeah, you do your thing. And he just gets to sit there in documentary style <laughs> And he gets to just capture all the beauty that you have curated. You're like, I'm the one that told them to spin. And he doesn't have to like do anything, right? He doesn't even have to talk to them. He just gets to documentary like run around. So for me, I love it. If you're an introvert, I'm not an introvert. But if you are an introvert, I feel like you're more geared to be a videographer because you get to be there, but you just get to see it unfold. But the real, real magic happens in the editing. Like that's when you come back and you filter through all these clips and you get to sit there with your headphones, hear the music and you feel it all and you're just creating a story. So it's a little bit more work, I would say, after. And we're a photographer, like they're doing all the work during the shoot. And then after they just have to edit these photos with the with the coloring and everything that they want.
0: I love that. And I feel like that totally piggybacks on the, you know, being a main shooter and having your second shooter to capture video. So that kind of just kind of trains your brain to do both, to flip through it quickly as, as a photographer, you're curating, right? You're making these, these wedding parties do dance parties and you're creating that movement, which is why humbly. So I know I love when photographers tell me they love working with me because I make their job so easy. Like we're always adding movement, we're adding motion. And so that makes it easier, I think, as we start adding video is to kind of have those two like left brain, right brain kind of situations. Like I'm going to create this as a photographer, but then I'm also going to slide in real quick and ask them to repeat it real quick for a quick video.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're the one doing both. Yes. If you have your second shooter or someone on the side being like, hey, you just capture video for me, you can release yourself of the pressure of having to shoot all the videos. There will be a difference though. You'll still want to be in charge of at least getting very basic video clips, like the more close-up stuff. That's like more in their face. Remember I said it's wide, close-up, side. So they're they're taking care of the side and probably the wide, but the wide is more marketing if you're in the shot. So they might be like, hey, can you just take us a quick step back? And be like, yep, I got you. And then, um, but you got to take that
0: close-up shot. I love it. Oh my gosh, Juliana, thank you so much. So I know you have some really big things in the works. I just want to like download your brain. <laughs> like I just want to like soak up as much time and you know education from you. So if someone is interested and ready to up level their business, start adding video, start curating these just these videos that are just scroll stoppers and make people slow their scroll. Um, how can we work with you? What offers and programs you have coming up? Like you're just so So how can we work with you?
1: Thank you. Yes. So I am now launching an academy. So it'll be a photographer's way to learn videography. So it's very specific to photographers because I was a photographer for, oh my gosh, I think it's been like almost 20 years now, which is so crazy. Uh, But I started when I was 15. And so I know every like the photography lingo. I started as a photographer and then I brought in video. But what I realized is the gap is as I was bringing in video, I was like, who do I go to to learn video? And everyone that I was learning from were full videographers, like full time videographers. So they weren't speaking. To me, in the way that I needed to hear it, where it was like I was getting an over amount of tech conversations and things that probably weren't super necessary and not realizing that I was a photographer first and not a videographer. So now what I want to do is I have this academy where I certify photographers to become videographers. So they're always going to be a primary photographer, but they're going to have the skill and the tool and be certified to be able to shoot these videos with my method. So it's going to be like the Mita Mita method. Which is emotional, soulful videos. Like, that's the style that I have is like captivating these very short, um, but very like, how do you get this like feeling to be conveyed in your videos? So, I really, really want to certify people in the soulfulness and in the energetics of a video and movement. And like, especially when it comes to like, what do you minimally need to use in gear, minimally need to do in video and filming, be so that you are the photographer first. But then what magic do we create in my style after in the editing? So all of that is this academy that I'm going to do where it's going to be like parts of it is going to be online. But then the real graduation is coming together in person and then filming and actually getting portfolio pieces so that you're you're getting to test this out without it being your real wedding or real client. And then getting to edit together in a room and we all get to walk away with like promos for ourselves, but also promos and a portfolio piece that you can actually be like, okay, I can actually do this. And I've done it together with the team of people.
0: I love that. I am so, so excited for you. And I feel like that was like my, like my last kind of follow-up question is, is this something that you will be offering online or like a hybrid of both where we can do some education online, but then like the VIP experience or something is going to be in person? Cause there is just... There's something so magical and so real about learning in person, like actually being able to toss the camera to you and ask what settings don't need to be on right now. That soulful interaction and those energetics like cannot just be taught sitting in your living room with toddlers running around you and right. Listening in the car on the way to work, like this stuff needs to be done in person. So how does that play out with your academy? So my plan is, is let's get like all of the tech stuff out of the way, like like the rules,
1: like things I talked about here, like pricing and what type of angles and the shot list and all the things. I want to talk about all that ahead so that the time we're getting together in person is you have the information, now it's just applying it in person. So the in-person part is me being able to create and curate these sets where we would have the models come in, like you don't have to worry about that. Also, if you're like having questions that you're like, yeah, that thing you talked about, I can't find it in my camera. I have shot Nikon, Sony, and Canon. Like I have actually all three of those cameras in my camera bag right now because like I love all brands. And so I know how to shoot with all type of cameras. So I'll be able to like go through and help you. For me, think about when you were a photographer and you were learning, it was all hands-on, right? Like you probably had your cat, your dog, your plant, or your boyfriend, and you were like, Uh, you're my model for the next year until I figure this out. And so (laughs) it's a skill that you really can't do online. So I want to get as much of the stuff out of the way so that when we are together for those days, it's really just about putting it in action and like getting you comfortable to talk to a real person and like convert between photography and video. And then all of us being able to like, create something together. I just think, um, in person, it just has to be in person for me. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable creating a course that I wouldn't be a thousand percent that this person walked away and had a video that they can actually go and make their money back. Like I want them at the end of this workshop to send the email to their clients and be like, here's a video I made and, you know, practice, like, you know, would you want me to like make this video for you for an extra certain hundred dollars or whatever it
0: is that you charge and so that you're really just getting to like see the money come and the value come right back. I love that. And just equipping us with the confidence, right? So not just the, the tech and the mindset and the education, but truly the confidence that you can go out and provide this is just, it's just amazing. Oh my gosh. So Jules, how can we find you? Everyone after listening to this, I'm sure wants to be your BFF, just like I secretly want to. <laughs> so how can we find you and what is the best way to get in contact and to, be on the wait list for this? Like how do we get more information? So right now I'm building out my website for the Academy. I can't remember the domain, but I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. So you can look
1: at that. But as of right now, the Instagram account will probably be like your best resource because I always put like link to all offers on there. And so that is miramira.co. So M-I-R-A, M-I-R-A dot C-O.
0: Perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to just dump a whole boatload of information and giving us the confidence to know that we can do this. We can add value, not just to our clients and to our dream couples, but also to our bottom line. Like I, when this Amplify Your Wedding series, I am all about like, how can we create impact with and create more income? And I just feel like you are the perfect, perfect guest to share your knowledge. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.